0: November twenty seventh, twenty seventeen, It's a Watt from Pedro Show. for Pedro Show on a Monday. Trippy time for an edition, but uh, something went haywire. And uh, <laughs> yesterday, I was supposed was to it do was, that. It was
1: my fault, wasn't it?
0: <laughs> well, we just had wrong wrong uh, phone number. Right. <laughs> anyway, you heard my guess there, people. Uh, we'll see Brother Matt Wednesday, but today it's just me, but not man alone. Through the miracle of those engineers from Estonia with their Skype invention, I get... To have uh, Gareth Saker, who's, just tell me, been living in London for 40 years. But we'll get into your whole story. Uh, We started off with John Coltrane doing Ogunda, off the expression. And then, uh, brand new album, 88-tuned pianos? 88-tuned dreams. Oh, dreams, that's right. But it's all... (laughs) I fucked up, sorry. (laughs) You know what what I just saw was that fucking crazy movie that uh, Dr. Seuss made. The to- Williger, the-, the fingers, he makes all the oh, little kids practice okay. and shit. Oh,
1: that's right.
0: Yeah, uh-huh. man, it's cra- Well, it bombed, you know, really, right. really bad. Oh, yeah. If you got a chance, something about the Towilliger, you know, this guy, he, he has these kids play practice piano, like, like the one gigantic piano with hundreds of kids just wow. doing chopsticks all the fucking time. It's, <laughs> it's a nightmare, you know, some plumber saves a day. Uh, <laughs> the, Theodore Geisel I think his name was San oh, Diego guy Anyway, oh, yeah. Everything is a Blessing off the new That's album, it 88 Tomb Dreams You
1: know where I heard Everything is a Blessing? I heard that from a Sikh taxi driver in New York said that to me and he'd been living in Birmingham all his life and then he'd moved to New York well, so that's, what, that's where that comes from You're not talking the
0: Alabama one no, <laughs> I'm talking about a Sikh. No, Maggie but you boy. said he went to Birmingham. Oh, no, Birmingham, you know, in the, in
1: what they call in Britain, the black country. Okay, in Midlands, okay. Where, yeah. where Heavy metal was invented. Black Sabbath. Oh, that's right. Zeppelin. Mother Hoople. what the Hoople. No, what the Hoople are a funny sort of, they're a made-up band. Nobody, they're like a boy band. This producer, Guy Stevens, sort of, they're his creation. But they were Birmingham. To, the guy that went on to produce London Calling, this guy called Guy Stevens. Okay, what the Hoopers that were invented by him. Ian wow. Hunter had been around
0: for years. Ian he, Hunter's about a hundred. Yeah, I think he's living in Connecticut now. He plays with yeah. a couple of the Blue Oyster Cult guys. Oh wow! Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, we digress. We got one in Alabama, and right. you know yes, who's, yes, yes. you know who's famous from there? Uh, uh, Sun Ra. Sonny Blount, oh, work from Alabama, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: So Sonny, that's I was Sonny confused. Boy Sonny Boy Blount, that's right. Don Cherry used to call him. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah.
0: You ended up being in a band with his daughter, huh? Well, yeah, no, no. I, we I met
1: Nana through. I really encouraged the Slits to um really get into jazz, and they loved this Cadona album by Don Cherry. Yeah. So they were on a lot of money, Island Records. So they had this tour. Don asked for the most enormous tour support money, which he got. And because he thought the Slits were a rock band, he brought Lou Reed's backing band with him as his band. And they were the sort of guys that had played on the Bells, the Lou Reed album called The Bells, yeah, where the that. girls wanted like something that sounded like a donor. I don't know if you know that album, but it's very ECM. It's like the beginnings of world music. And... Uh, that's what they were hoping for. But they said they got these guys that sort of, you know, did 20-hour jams of, you know, Lou Reed's heroin. So <laughs> anyway, Don brought Nana with him on that tour, and she was about 15. So when I got Rip, Rig, and Panic together, Bruce Smith, who has an incredibly similar accent to you, um, oh, remembered Nana.
0: He's a U.S. guy, right, that moved... It. His daddy was a painter or something? His dad, his dad was the Man of the Year in San Francisco in
1: 1960. Okay. He's an abstract um, painter, Hassel Windybank Smith. Um, I, I think his stuff is sort of pretty popular now. Um, anyway, Bruce suggested, remember Nana, and we got, you know, she came over, she's got friends with Ari, and yeah, yeah, she, she just sort of um, sort of joined us. So, yeah. And then that led on to us.
0: You know what? I, I can give you a little aside. Uh, there was a cat, yeah. too, in that band named Spranger. <laughs>
1: That's right.
0: Yeah. He, he's with Danny Frankel right now in the desert here, a drummer friend of mine who actually played with Lou Reed on drums. Wow. Small world. Can we go yeah. back to the beginning? Gary, right. your, your, your first musical memory that you can still have.
1: Well, because I was from Scotland, you would hear bagpipes a lot, you know, and I'd go to this amazing thing called the Tattoo in Edinburgh and you'd have this incredible moment where up on the battle rampant, this sounds terribly romantic, but it's totally and utterly true, you would have at the end of the night, you would have a lone bagpiper sort of stuck on what looked to a five-year-old like me on the cliffs. If you YouTube it, it's probably there somewhere, but you've got to remember this is the 60s, so... Yeah, I was brought up with a lot of. Was um, oh, it like
0: taps at a military base or something? Everybody's got to yes, go to sleep. Yes. Yeah,
1: okay,
0: it's like that. But have you ever you been to Edinburgh? I've played yeah. there many, many times.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, you've seen the castle. Sure. The tattoo takes place right in the middle of the castle, and right at the end of it, they have this performance by the lone piper, and okay. it's incredibly dramatic. And just a spotlight comes on him, and you know what the bagpipes sound like—sure,
0: like early velvet underground—and. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And, sure. uh, uh, yeah. I know you've been playing at a pad called Sneaky Pete's, a uh, place called Cow's Gate. Right, yes, yeah, Cow's Gate. It's yes, below yes, the yes. High Street. That's right,
1: yeah, yeah Cow's Gate, yeah, But um, and the grass market. But um, yeah, so you'd hear a lot of that. Um,
0: what about a new pad?
1: Did, did anybody in your family play music? They all play, my, both my parents could play music. Okay, uh, so you got
0: it in the house.
1: Yes, it's in the house, it's most definitely. And in Scotland, in the city, you know, you have people come around. You've got to remember, people forget that and lots of people still had a piano before the record player. People forget all this ancestry was so old. But, you know, people had a piano and people would come around and sing songs. You know, I still come, I'm old enough for that tradition to still vaguely, and my, you know, my mother never spoke a word of English till she was 14 because she was a Welsh speaker. Okay. And, you know, go to Wales and everybody would come around and sing in Welsh over a piano and all this sort of stuff. So real proper roots, traditional, the roots of the blues, actually, if you look at it. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah so, so that that so, was
0: your first instrument?
1: Piano? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Piano. I was going to make a joke there. I did have a Ringo Starr drum kit that I broke in about three and a half minutes. But, um.
0: <laughs> Do you remember the first record you bought?
1: The first record I bought, there's a, um, well, we had things like Twist and Shout by the Beatles in the house, but I didn't buy that. Um, I got a horrible feeling. It's the theme, the LP theme to Paint Your Wagon. How about that for being (laughs) on (laughs) tour? Well, there's a great song on that. Lee Marvin singing, I was born in a one-star.
0: So so it was an album. You you didn't buy 45s?
1: Yeah, you know, like most people would try to, pretend, you know, that but, you know, 10 months later, I saw the Lord Stewart and the Faces. I had an elder sister that was really into sort of reggae and everything like that. Okay. And she put everything, um, every picture tells a story. So um, I heard a lot of stuff through her,
0: really. The Faces, so, every picture...
1: The Rod Stewart's for you know, big yeah. hit album that had Maggie May on it. It's called Every you know, Every Picture Tells a Story. Yeah, the
0: one I know is uh, a nod's as good as a wink to a blind horse. That, that's a fa- that's the faces. But
1: Rod's okay. solo career okay. took off for the faces. Okay. And he was the first guy to have a number one on. Yeah, they're mixed up
0: with the Yardbirds too, somehow. Yeah.
1: Well, that's Led Zeppelin. Okay. That's Led yeah, Zeppelin. But- and um you know, Ronnie Wood playing with Jeff Beck. Yeah. It was yeah. by Peter Grant. I think he's on he bass
0: though, right? He's he's not a guitar guy yet. Yeah, that's right. You're a bassie, aren't you? Yeah, that's what I was lucky enough to end up on. So uh <laughs> <laughs> do you remember you were we were saying off air your your first gig. Uh you're eleven what? years old and it was faces, right?
1: Yeah, the faces, yeah, yeah, it's unbelievable. It's absolutely and then people forget that those bands were so you know People think motorhead, but you know, people used to have so many amps on stage. Oh yeah, and the yeah. Volume was incredible. That was, you know you know, really I mean obviously now with digital you go and see, you know, some digital DJs left field or something and they can get their decibels up to right. god knows what, but you know. Really compressed. Yes, it doesn't shake the, you know, balcony like things used to happen, you know, the whole place bouncing up and down just purely from the sort of, you know, Steve Marriott's guitar or something, so...
0: Steve Marriott, incredible <laughs> cat. Wow, yeah, Humble, yeah. Well, over here I saw him with Humble Pie, you know. And
1: I loved Humble Pie. That, that yeah. voice
0: could cut through, and he was just, just such a passionate player. Little guy, man. He yeah, it's right. Oh, 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 all us good
1: musicians are tiny. Okay. <laughs> Big man Mark Stewart, though. Oh, yeah, well, he's not a musician, <laughs> is he? <laughs> well, that, that's Uh-oh. not to discredit him. He wouldn't, you know, he... He likes to think of himself as a sort of, you know, ideas man mobster. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. He's so,
0: too tall to be a musician anyway. Yeah, that's you it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Uh, well, I'm, I'm going to play here waltzing in an ill-suited chest of honors.
1: Wow, what a title. What and, idiot, yeah, and
0: then the honors <laughs> is spelled kind of strange too. <laughs>
2: That thinks so about his kinks And when it comes to geckos I sure do give a hecko I say the lesson guzzles most everywhere
3: shapes Love takes many forms I feel the flower. Évidemment, il ne s'agissait là que d'expériences sonores. Écoutez un peu ce que cela donne avec une vraie chanson. Voici Gilbert Becaud.
1: You had Scott there and James, you know, James Williamson, you know, when I first heard that Raw Power.
0: Ah, Oh, that's what you saw, Raw Power, because we also did a gig there with Ronnie, All of Funhouse. I didn't see that. You know why? I'm going to be
1: terribly honest here. And I just couldn't help sort of feeling I might be disappointed. Isn't that terrible to say that? No, because a lot of
0: oldies acts are like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, and, and, but then when I saw you guys do Roll Power, I thought, you idiot. Why the hell didn't you go to the Funhouse one? What well, yeah. an absolute moron, you know. <laughs> so I apologize. That's okay. Know?
0: That's okay. We uh, Yeah, waltzing in an ill-suited chest of honors. And yeah. then we heard uh, Maya and the Revolutionary Hell, yeah, with Come Back for More. Guided by Voices, Possible Edge, Arcs from Automatic Sam, the Breakfast Cowboy Lizard Defender. Salty, do the choice. The snow. Grandpa's ghost. Dawson Heights. Grandpa's ghost. Huh? Grandpa's ghost. Yeah, they're a out of St. Louis. Pretty good. It's mainly two guys. Can't remember their names, but I toured with them once. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they're good. cool people. Uh, you know what happened? I was doing a version of uh, what was it? Uh, Sister Ray. Oh, and the fucking amplifier it was up in Duluth with Grandpa Ghost opened up and they, I was doing some bass solo and knocked the speaker box off the uh, each other and they fell on my toe and broke it you oh, know no. you know you can't set you can't set a toe man you just got to right it up it's like a big fucking plum
1: i know cuz i'm a, I, i'm a big sportsman and i know that you know i used to break toes all the time and stuff oh. and nothing you can do you just have to Give it the time to get
0: better, don't you? Yeah. And then it's all, like, twisted up later. Okay. Then uh, Dawson's Heights, some of my best friends. Paranoia from Seb and the Radics. C is the Sun from Tom Gallo. And finally, Chagrin in Madrid from your new album. All right. Okay. So okay. how how long were you in uh, Edinburgh? Until I was about 10. But as you can hear, I've completely
1: lost my accent. Right, so And then you move. Yeah. Like southwest to Bristol. Southwest. I'd never heard of Bristol. I okay. didn't know what the hell it was, and uh, that was you know real. You know, in the, the you know that was like nineteen sixty nine seventy. That's that's as extreme as moving from people won't believe it, but that's same as moving from France to Sweden. Really, the cultural difference between Scotland and Southwest England there, and that's how extreme it was. No, so, well, I
0: believe it because at the yeah. same around the same time. Uh, I moved from Virginia to San Pedro to California here and c- completely different.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And then sometimes people don't realize, I mean, that's a massive thing in building your character, that sort of thing. You know, you go literally from one world to another. Right, right. You know, it, it, in the long run, it helps you brilliantly be adaptable to meeting all sorts of different people and all sorts of things. Because as a young age, you had to adapt. You know, not everybody was the same. And, you know, right. if you stay in the same place until you're 16, 17, you're pretty much sort of, that's you sort of modeled. But yeah. get a, if you get a big break in the middle of it, then you realize the world is not, you know, and nobody used to move in the 60s. Right. Everybody stayed in the same place, particularly in Europe, UK. Well, why did it happen
0: for you? It happened to me because my pop was a sailor and Vietnam was a no. lot closer to Pedro. <laughs>
1: Yeah, fantastic. But, uh, yeah, yeah, so so then Bristol, which... Yeah, was, what
0: was the reason for you having to move?
1: Oh, I can't remember. I, would, I wouldn't even know. It was oh, okay. probably financial problems.
0: <laughs> okay. okay, but Bristol's really right. important because this is where you meet other music yeah. people, right?
1: Yeah, well, and then the great thing about Bristol is it is, it is a proper one. The There's probably... In the, that time, it was Bristol... Liverpool and London, and maybe Birmingham, but particularly Bristol was a, a vaguely well-mixed ethnically city. You know, cosmopolitan. Uh, you know. Yeah, I went. Yeah, yeah. I went to school with kids that were in Massive Attack and stuff like that. You right. know, and you would certainly wouldn't get that in Scotland. So. Um, no,
0: but uh, right across the rivers, Wales, huh?
1: Yeah, across the Wales, you know, which is, you know. Uh, Another kettle of fish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: But uh, but there's a connection with your mom, right? My
1: mom's from North Wales, which okay. is again is very
0: massive, different divide. Oh, uh, uh, okay. Crystal, Crystal oh yeah, Wales. yeah. Because
1: I played Crystal, Cardiff in South Wales, where um they didn't they, they didn't they didn't speak Welsh at all there. It was virtually outlawed. Uh, my mum comes from the very last. They, they, they teach Welsh at school now. They're really proud about it now and all that sort of stuff. But uh, nobody spoke it when I was a kid. So um Cymru. Uh, yeah
0: uh, yeah uh, I played Cardiff this last tour and they were telling me the oh, big division between the north and the south
1: oh quite massively it's 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 it's, it's bigger really than between Scotland and England really Wow. But, uh, okay uh,
0: so yeah. you meet some guys
1: you move to yeah, this yeah, new yeah. town and so what happens actually is quite a good story that um there was two schools really close together and um one was for the sort of slightly brighter kids, the one that I didn't go to, <laughs> and, uh, which, um, was where Mark Stewart went, my friend Nick Shepard, that was in the Cortinas, that ended up in Head with me, uh, Rich Peel, that was in Head, who does all the artwork for, um, the pop group. And oh, wow. then I went to the school called Cotton, which is where Bruce Smith went to with me, uh, Mark Springer went to, um, guys that went ended up being in Susan the Banshees and the Subway sect and stuff. Wow. So we were really close to each other at our schools. And it was this famous thing you keep hearing, that you'd go to gigs and you sort of recognize the same people at these gigs all the time. So you sort of started chatting to them. I and mean, we were incredibly young, like you, you know. 13, I saw Bowie. 12, in fact, I saw Bowie doing the um, Ziggy Stardust tour. Um And then, sort of roundabout, sort of Doctor Feelgood turning up.
0: Oh wow!
1: Yeah, yeah, that guitar player
0: incredible.
1: They were really important. They were probably the the real. And the other X factor for me was Alex Harvey, the Sensational Alex Harvey. I
0: I got to see him a couple times.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's great you saw him. (laughs) He was
0: there. Was nothing like that at that time.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, (laughs) people like you know he you know he was the real you know, he's a very subtle root to the sort of roots of Johnny Rotten and Punk and sure, all that Sure, sure. Because he really was a genuine, tough guy that sung in his natural accent, didn't put on an American accent. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he, he just, he really spoke to, um, you know, a sort of certain thing that wasn't being talked to by Yes and all these sort of, you know, these, this weird period ELP where all that sort of stuff oh, yeah. suddenly, you know, I mean, it's not a joke how weird that was, but the great thing was it meant these bands like Dr. Feelgood and Alex Harvey came through and then they were the people, and I'm not going to say they spoke to sort of street people, because us lot weren't street, you know, so,
4: yeah,
1: you know, it, it was, it was uh, fantastic. So, yeah, so we... Yeah, what about this
0: Cortina's? Because I, I've read about these guys. I never got to hear them, but they were, they were like homebrew, right? They're Bristol.
1: Well, there, yeah, they're, they're to, it's, again, it was the same mixture. They had two members that were going to my school, a guy called Ger Valentine, a guy called Dexter Dalwood, who's now a very, very successful painter. And then they had two two guys from the school that Mark was at. Okay. And, um, and Mark and I – we used to go up to the Roxy, you know, this famous punk club in London – and they would play there. They, they got gigs there early on.
0: And um, what would you do? Take the train? Like what's it called? No, Great Western.
1: It was, it, it's so mad. We'd all get in a Volkswagen. Oh, you would drive. The dad, the father of the drummer, the Cortinas, who was fourteen. His dad would drive the band with the equipment, with say me and Mark. You know, Mark wasn't quite so large then, and. Um, <laughs> you didn't have to sit on the route and through frack so there was like eight of us in the van with the equipment and you know how big a Volkswagen
0: oh yeah I had one of a VW bus yeah. I had a 63 know,
1: you can't even work out believe the logistics of how the hell we did it
0: you're talking like, it. like a uh, 55 60 horsepower motor exactly <laughs> yeah. and we go up
1: there and come back the same night sort of thing but you know oh wow I'd, I'd gone up to um, London at 16 and seen the Flaming Groovies and the Ramones. And that was the big breakthrough gig. That was the first, you know, the Ramones playing roundouts like that. And that was the real sort of moment where everybody kind of um, went, yeah, you know. Um, I mean, the Pistols had played before then, but that was a sort of moment where, of course, you realize in hindsight, there was only about 30 people in the whole audience that looked like punks. Oh,
0: sure. Them, uh, That's how it, it was, was in Hollywood, too.
1: Yeah, yeah. Sid Vicious and Viv Albertine came up to me and gave me a sex pistols handover. I was sixteen. I said, "Fuck off!" You know, <laughs> was, that's what you meant to do. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, we're I at the it. end of the first hour, uh, November twenty seventh, yeah. two thousand seventeen. Dish and for Pivo Show. Special guest Gareth Sager. Whole time for hour two. November 27, 2017. It's the second hour. A lot for Pedro show.
1: They just were fantastic. I presume you've seen that footage. they you know, just rolling around the floor.
0: I just saw the Terry York uh, box thing from, uh, oh, what was it called, Numeral? These people oh, yeah. out of I, Chicago.
1: I'm not much of a collector. I just sort of. Yeah, well, <laughs> it was at, I
0: was on tour and they showed me. It's got all the Ork 45s in this book with all these pictures. Yeah, I've heard of it, yeah. And I've heard the, the audio you're talking about, but I haven't seen any video.
1: Oh, no, there's a video. I don't know if it's on YouTube, but uh, I, in fact, shot, I had it play behind a gig I did once with this great poet friend of mine, Jock Scott, and, um, you know, everybody, I think, was watching that much more than they were listening to us.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I mean, we start off the second hour with, uh, from your new record, Slaughtered Science, right. and then uh, Moldomen with Brandish and Talons. Torture mocks once at every man's boredom from conformity, contortion. Uh, some, here's some stuff from Italy. I just did 11 gigs there. It got bit up by much mosquitoes. They call them Zanzara oh, Tigre. Were you in Bologna? Oh, but I was in Bologna. Yeah, I, went to Sic- I had two in Sicily. I had one in Sardinia. I had 11 Italian gigs. So uh, Centauri with Alpha Centauri A, Blue from Alexander Delarge, and that... Agaxia, Adelast from no these these guys are from uh, uh, Barcelona, Catalonia. Okay, so I, I fucked up there. And then finally, <laughs> a eulogy to to lost elegance from your new uh, new new record. But so man, you're really, I'm really digging you plugging it, man. I really, you well, know, I love it's it. Great. Man. I tell yeah. you, I come from you know the '70s punk over here was very small, and so yeah. we never got a sense of it being a style of music. We thought it was just. Yeah. Crazy way of your mind. Uh, another <laughs> parallel universe. Yeah, whatever the band was into was there. That was the style. It wasn't like right. like this marketing yeah. thing from record label. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I remember seeing a sticker on a television record. It said punk, and there was a little safety pin drawn on it. You know, <laughs>
1: it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. And it was El Marky Moon.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think it was. and Un- punk record of all time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> trippy. You know,
1: uh, mind you, I love Little Johnny Jewel. That was the one for me.
0: Yeah, yeah, the 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 one where you flipped it over, right? Part yeah. one, part two.
1: Oh my God, what a magical bit of music yeah. that was!
0: Yeah, I've it done is. it. I've done it a lot. Uh, but but um, I guess plug it. But also, I just want to share it, man. I want to show show people because yeah. you know something got lost. Yeah, especially you know. Those days, and things changed so quick in those days, and then they yeah. plateaued out, and so people have no sense. of. It's hard for them to know, you know? So they want to think yeah. about things like uh, well, no, beats this, per minute.
1: Is, and, I couldn't thank you more for that. I mean, that's really, like, that's kind of been my aim the whole time. That was whole, you know, if you listen to the first pop group album, there's that track, Savage Sea. Yeah, um, beautiful. On that, you know, there was always... That was the thing you I You know who had. loved
0: that first <laughs> album, Why, by Pop yeah. Group? Greg Ginn of uh, SST and Black Flag. That guy used to play that in The Office. You know, right. it, it was like that all the time, man. He, he loved that that album. And uh, yeah, well, Dazel, was that? It was a very... Uh, and the Meat Puppet guys and the Hoosker 2 guys, they, they listened to so much different stuff. Uh, germs, you know, you talk to Pat and, and Darby and... It was just such a, such a wide thing. So in, in a way, uh, it's just trying try to let people know about what, what was going on. You know? That was
1: really my resume director really with a with pop group to sort of turn people on to all this other stuff that I dug. And, you know, I just could never understand why people didn't go searching for other things. And, you know, like, I only like this certain genre and all this sort of stuff. Yeah, so. Terrible.
0: You know. Then the uniforms and, uh, yeah, humans get like that. We're going to hear uh, Chapel Perilous. What do you think about that?
1: Great. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 that's... It's, uh... This new latest album that completely <laughs> throws the uh, the classical punk out the window and goes uh, straight back to, as I said, sort of some weird
0: early 70s T-Rex. <laughs> right. What he's talking about, listeners, is uh, he's got an, an- another record in. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's by Gareth
1: Sager and the Hungry Ghosts, and it's called Juicy Rivers and the Railroad Earth. There you go.
0: Wow. And it's going to come, what,
1: like February? I think around about February,
0: March. I'm not 100% sure. And it's kind yeah. of uh, about face of... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> but, but you know it, what? It's just different uh, vocabulary.
1: That's it, that's it. And what the great thing is someone like you completely gets the concept that it's it's the same person that can speak in so many, hopefully different, many voices that turns people on to different things. And that's that's totally what it should be about. I hate sort of being you know, put into a certain box and... This guy's, you know, a weirdo, or you know, it's just no good. It's, no, it's, it ain't. You
0: know, it's, it's, it's about taking turns. I mean, especially if you've been around. If you're lucky, though, uh, like I was, I, I got thrown into this mo- movement, you know, and maybe I was coming out of arena rock too, because God. even though the, the, that, that that there's some good music and bands coming out of there, the situation wasn't too creative.
1: Yeah, yeah <laughs> just so it just sat in the dark, you know. It, it was sort of old school and that was yeah. that was the great thing that happened with, you know, punk rock it was sort of sort of opened up an incredible new and emotional thing I think when, if you think for me it was like the Talking Heads the Ramones, the Voidoids and television was yeah. the really exciting stuff, I mean they're pretty different, aren't they?
0: Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely And you, you guys had bands over there too like uh, Throb and Gristle and The Fall
1: they all came a wee bit later though that's you know we'd already got Oh our own okay, okay. Sort of thing
0: what about Cabaret Voltaire
1: they're fantastic yeah yeah, yeah. They, they played with us a few times and they were most definitely you know they, they'd clicked onto craft work and all they were you know that thing we were really young you see so yeah. I think those guys were a bit older than us so they, they they'd done more homework than us so they knew about we knew about Noi and things like that but only sort of one track these guys would have known much more. So, um, you know, we knew about our funny little areas. Like, um, Mark would have known, you know, a bit about Dub, Dub Reggae. You know, I knew a bit about classical with Stockhausen and John Cage and Eric Sarty and stuff like that. So these were sort of things we wanted to bring into the arena straight away, you know. Sure. We didn't want to sound like the Ramones. And um, so we threw it in straight away. But like Cabaret Voltaire obviously knew about Craftwork and you know much rhythmical electronica that was coming out at that point, um, which is still not my favorite area, so I didn't gravitate towards it. But you know, Nag 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 by Camry yeah. Vontel, It's one of the the great records, you know, of any time. And he's an absolutely lovely guy, Mal Stephen Malander. You know, he's a great DJ. If you ever need a,
0: <laughs> I got <laughs> to see the- them. They they did. They actually came to SoCal. With the fall. No, with. Oh, no, yeah. no, the fall came with Blurt. Uh, right. th- 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 those guys, Cabaret Voltaire, came with Young Marble Giants.
1: Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't think those original Voltaire guys have played together for a long, long time.
0: No, no. no I think no, one, no, got, no. one became a, a BBC field recording guy.
1: Right, yes, he did. Yes, yeah, he's a real bright spot. Yes, you're Garrett, totally We're right. at
0: the end of the second hour. November 27, 2017, Wat for Pedro show. Hold tight for hour three. November 27, 2017, it's the third hour the Wat for Pedro show.
3: 亲爱的姑娘 见到你心就慌张, 风吹着羞长的头发, 小神秘的石头中文字幕志愿者
5: In chains, shining flow so cold, just separated, leading me to you, Ooh.
3: I don't mind whether if you might, then who will mind, girl you're not my, not my animal, so,
0: Watch for Pedro show. Start off the third hour with uh, Gareth Sager's The Touch of a Stranger's Skin. And then, then a bunch of stuff from China. I finally got to play in China last mm-hmm. month. So, so um, from Bowie, I Love You Girl, the Crazy Stone theme song. Goshen with We Chat Danger, PK 14, they're like the granddaddies of that scene. One Man War, Pumpkins, Loss of Tongue. Straight, uh, street Kill Strange Animals Spree and the Top Floor Circus with Don't Join in the Top Floor Circus and finally Old Haunt's New Scenes Gareth Sager from his new album uh, let's talk about Are they all Chinese. they let's albums? talk about the new album how, how did it come about
1: um I'll tell you the total truth I was out with a friend of mine who gets credited at the end as a thank you and um God, I can't, um, uh, A guy, the guy that produced Birthday by the Sugar Cubes. Oh, I can't remember his name, but it's a great song. Do you know that song? Like Bjork's first breakthrough track. Uh, I can't remember, anyway. He, <laughs> I'm
0: yeah. sorry. It's
1: terrible. Sugar Cubes, I
0: yeah, I, Iceland, yeah, yeah.
1: That's right. Bjork. Uh,
0: I remember I only got to play in Iceland once, and, like, nobody there looked like her.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, see, but but isn't it amazing when you get off the, the plane and you see that landscape? Oh no, like I it. liked
0: it a lot, man. I liked yeah. it a lot. Yeah. No, I liked I, it a lot. The there. people He's there, there. The, land, the the land is one of a kind. I mean, you get to see one of the Teutonic plates there. Yeah, that's
1: no, yeah. unbelievable. So this anyway, guy
0: you were talking with, and my friend, and then
1: they had another guy with him that used to work at this studio that my friend owned. That I'd done, a, I'd done a fair bit of stuff with him. He was a bit of a sort of technical you know technique technical kind of engineer guy you know guy that fixed a desk when it went wrong yeah. but i used to be really not i used to say to him why don't you come and engineer my track i don't care who does it you know and he used to really like that you know and um anyway he said to me he said oh listen um i'm working at a studio that's got a great piano in it uh, i said oh yeah he, i said where's that he said abbey road <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> and it was abbey road studio one and uh and I got in there after hours. Sure. And, uh, we call it next, downtime. Uh, downtime, exactly. I think the next day they were doing the Harry Potter theme music in that very same studio. Wow. The biggest studio in Europe was, the, you know, on the piano where almost all the top classical LPs are made. Sure. And uh, they just left the tape running and I, um, and I got on with it.
0: The this album hit, got done in one take.
1: It got I take. I did two. I played for two hours. Yeah, and um, probably did about thirty-five tracks, and then I had to cut it. You know, make the album out of that. But the good news for everybody is, about six months later, I got back in with another concept and went in with a friend of mine, Dave Wright, who was in Rick, Rick and Panic. Yeah. And so there's a there's a follow-on album to this one that is again in a sort of classical jazz vein, but actually more melodic. So I hope to get that out at some point next year. Um, and that's, that's got cello on it as well. All recorded at Abbey Road. So it's got the fantastic sound that that 88 tune Dreams has. You know, it's, I mean, the, the sound is half of it, really. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Wow. So it was just Providence. It was just luck. It, absolutely. I mean, it couldn't have been... I literally thought they were going to say, oh, I know this, you know, some studio, fly, you know, up in... Wilsden or something, and it was, you know, the big. I got into the biggest, most famous studio almost in the
0: world. Yeah, what a trip! Uh, uh, let's listen to shipwrecked rusty birds. <laughs>
1: We saw Sun Ra, and and at that time, Holland had this incredibly liberal attitude to improvised musicians. So you could get sixty pounds a week, which is a lot of money, if you could prove you're an improvised musician. And so they sponsored Sun Ra to come over. So he brought everybody he'd ever played with. But of course, I didn't know that at the time. Orchestra. So I heard the Sun Ra Orchestra was sixty-seven people in it, which, if you put its <laughs> biography, is the biggest band he ever ever had. So I just completely thought that's what they did all the time. So it was hearing space. is a place with seven baritone saxophone players. So they just go, you know, and, and
0: you know, Marshall, you know, Marshall Allen is still touring.
1: Unbelievable. Yes. Yeah, 92. Yeah, yeah. Much respect. Yeah. He's yeah, a yeah. huge
0: inspiration. Let's tell people the last music we have for this edition. It was Sh- shipwrecked rusty birds off your new record. Then uh, Kurt Stifle, the swing shift with Old Pilgrim, mailman with Girthman, girth man, Danny Bards, you would die then I could eat. David Gerard, uh, upper, upper. That's one of those things that make our, our uh, what they call it? arpeggios. Apregiator, a pregiator.ator A that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I tell you, I'm still learning your language. <laughs> it's a lifetime mission for me.
1: That's, that's Roman. That's Latin. <laughs>
0: David Gerard, and then finally, Kara Singer with uh, the showgirl is not past her prime, oh, uh, which time. is, uh, <laughs> you know, a propos I can't wait to hear this new uh, rockin' record, <laughs> and then the, uh, you know, the other bookend of the yeah, Abbey oh yeah, Road yeah, stuff yeah. the book
1: the bookend to the Abbey Road one. That's you know, hopefully, I'll be getting used on adverts all over the world. You know, and um, <laughs> I'll be able to fly you in, Mike, to play bass on my new album. Oh, okay, <laughs> I'm
0: there. But helicopter you in? Helicopter. I did it one. No, I did it twice, and Have both with, both was with Stooges. Yeah, one was that pile of shite. No, Isle of a uh, Isle, Isle of, of White. White yeah he pushed he pushed the amplifiers over he tried to push the drums on Scotty but Scotty pushed back right I can imagine
1: he's stronger
0: yeah (laughs) uh, look you you, you got your son you got your son doing music and so young people talk to you about this racket Uh, what what, what advice would you give somebody younger oh
1: oh you've got me in a corner there um because I do believe like I, I think you've got to play from the very like a top boxer you've got to play from the very bottom of your base of your feet right to the top of your skull you know you've got to completely believe what you're doing and if you're that committed it doesn't really make you particularly um, applicable to many other you know jobs in life so I don't know I, I really don't know if you really I think that's great I think that's yeah, great okay. advice. Yeah, that, that's, that's it. And kind of don't go near it unless you, if you, if you feel it that much and there's nothing you can do about it, you know. Yeah. That's it. I think <laughs> that's Richard.
0: Yeah. And uh, you know, uh, when, you, when this, uh, what, what's the name of the backup band? Oh, The Hungry Ghosts. Yeah, The Hungry Ghosts. So uh, when this comes out, can we talk again and just talk about that record? Oh.
1: The old 100% yeah get hold of Howard and yeah yeah no it's it, it's, it's very much in the pipeline I'm, I'm really hoping right about March and uh, I said it couldn't be more different to this one but I hope that follow up the little sister album to this yeah. one will be out this sort of time next year I mean
0: then we can uh, talk um, again man I could talk to yeah. you forever I mean, yeah, yeah. we
1: we'll are <laughs> talk about Humble Pie B-Sides yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's okay. been the November 27, 2017 edition, 17 edition, <laughs> live the Waffle door Show. My special guest, Gareth Sager. Thank, Thank you, you so much for being on, Go truly. Everybody out there, keep your powder dry.